Good morning from GST Carriage. This podcast will focus on the decisions taken at the 43rd meeting of the GST Council, which was held yesterday. As uh, you're aware, we did a previous podcast on what are the expectations from the 43rd meeting. And this podcast is going to discuss a few of the issues and the decisions taken at this 43rd uh, Council meeting. The first thing we would definitely have to uh, appreciate is the fact that uh, this meeting went on for an extremely long time. It was almost about eight or nine hours, the meeting extended for eight or nine hours. So the the press briefings and the press information bureau notifications, all these things came in pretty late. On hindsight, probably this meeting should have been held over two days because of the fact that uh, it was nine months since the previous meeting and the agenda items appeared to be quite long. Uh, There was a note circulating about the agenda items and it appears from the decisions also that there were a lot of uh, requests from a lot of different industries like the MRO industry and uh, other service providers to sort of, uh, you know, provide reliefs on the taxation rates for them. So maybe it should have probably been held over two days that could have probably eased the matters. But as we discussed in the last podcast, the central focus of this meeting appeared to be to provide relief for COVID-related matters, for COVID-related matters, not only in terms of uh, the GST rates for COVID equipment and uh, other items, but also for compliances, uh, relief for filing of returns. And I think both of these areas, there have been some decisions taken. Uh, the first uh, and the most important thing is that uh, the GST Council has recommended we should um, wait for the official notification. All the recommendations of the GST Council would ultimately at some point of time be notified. Um, the previous notification, the main notifications for uh, IGST relief for uh, COVID imports, basically for import of uh, goods such as medical oxygen, oxygen concentrators, storage and transportation equipment for con- uh, for oxygen, diagnostic marker test kits, vaccines. Exemption was provided in the main notifications, but it was uh, under the condition that it had to be imported free of cost. Now, the GST Council has recommended that this will be exempt even if it's uh, imported on a payment basis or for donating to the government or on recommendation of the state authority to any relief agency. So to a large extent, they have uh, reversed their earlier notification on a free of cost basis and extended the relief of this import of all these COVID related equipment to a number of uh, other imports also, even if it's on a payment basis. Of course, there was an earlier customs notification which exempted the customs duty. So there will effectively be no tax on these items at the time of import. One of the strange things which uh, has happened here is that very funnily they have said that this exemption shall be valid till 31st of August 2021. Now one really does not understand why these dates are coming into an exemption notification so early because of the fact that um, it is possible that uh, the impact of COVID, the collateral impact of COVID could extend beyond the 31st of August, could extend beyond the 31st of August. So. It would have probably been better for the GST Council to recommend this, keep this open-ended right now and said uh, a decision will be taken at some point of time till when the relief is 
going to be provided. Or if they really wanted a drop dead date, they could have probably thought of 31st of December just because the date has to be filled in here. Because the impact of these, uh, the number of cases which are probably reducing and hopefully reducing, but yet that does not rule out the possibility of a requirement of any of these uh, medicines and equipment at some point of time later on. So it would have been ideal if they had given this exemption for up to at least up to December, if not kept it open-ended. And uh, so this has been one of the major changes they have done. They've also taken cognizance of the fact that due to the increase in the black fungus cases, the exemption of IGST has also been extended to amphotericin B, which is used for the treatment of uh, black fungus cases. Now we expect that even a similar customs exemption should also come in place there so that um, that also is exempted from the levy of uh, IGST. One of the things which just preceded the GST council meeting was the fact that there was an individual called Gurusharan Singh who had put up a case before the Delhi High Court and said that the exemption should also be available for individual imports, for individual imports wherein it does not really matter if it's a free of cost basis, it's not an institutional import or not an NGO sort of import. Uh, as an individual, he was importing it and the Delhi High Court tended to agree with him and said that, yeah, you are eligible for the relief. So that notification itself, they invalidated. What the GST Council has done here is that they have recommended this to a group of ministers to give their recommendation for this and given them um, a date of uh, 8th of June 2021 by which they have to submit their report. So we would expect that the group of ministers would also probably suggest on similar lines that the exemption be continued as what it was for the purpose of uh, the institutional uh, importers. But um, I mean, really, we, we don't know why this was recommended to a group of ministers because the GST Council being such a powerful body should have probably taken this decision themselves considering the fact that there is a High Court decision and on such matters we can expect that other High Courts would follow the decision of the Delhi High Court. So we don't see the necessity for having referred this to a group of ministers, getting in about 10 or 12 days time and then doing the recommendation. They should have probably just given this omnibus exemption even for an individual. But we shall await the uh, decision of the group of ministers and the, and the recommendation of the group of ministers on this. On other matters related to medicines, there is a reduction in the customs and the, in the GST rate for uh, something called as diethylcarbazine tablets, which is used for lymphatic filialysis, again, which is a recommendation by the World Health Organization for elimination. And uh, so that has also been uh, given a relief. Again, this has been reduced to 5% from 12%. Uh, and uh, these have been uh, notified or will be notified by the uh, GST authorities, by CIVIC in some point of time, at some point of time. There have been as other uh, small notifications related to uh, rate of one supply of sprinklers and all these things. We are not getting into those details here because it would apply to only a few people. But as I've said earlier, uh, many of these notifications or many of these relief have been coming in because of requests from industries who have been adversely impacted by these uh, um, or the rates of tax being different from what they had uh, you know, probably originally estimated or could be also an interpretation of the HSN code and such issues. So a few of those clarificatory things have also come in here. Uh, 
as far as the services are concerned, a lot of um, decisions were taken. All these were again quick decisions taken by the council. Um, educational institution, uh, by way of serving of food, including midday meals under midday uh, meal scheme, is exempt from the levy, levy of GST. There was some controversy about this levy, whether it would really amount to a, a service or not. So that has been clearly exempted here. And another exemption has also been provided by uh, entrance fees for examination entrance fees, where the fee is charged for examination by the National Board of Examination or the state educational boards. They are also exempt from uh, GST. One of the major other reliefs which has been given is the fact that um, landowner promoters could utilize the credit of GST charged to them by developer promoters in respect of such apartments that are subsequently sold by the land promoter and on which GST has been paid. The developer promoter should also be allowed to pay GST related to such apartment any time before or after the issuance of the completion certificate. So there was a little bit of back and forth on this landowner uh, uh, versus promoter uh, input tax credit versus the output tax uh, discharge of the liability. So that has been clarified now. Basically what the amendment would say is that the landowner can take credit on the GST which has been charged by the developer promoter in respect of the apartments that are subsequently sold by the land promoter and on which GST has been paid. So basically because I own the land and I get uh, a typical joint development agreement would probably take care of such transactions and uh, we have sold it subsequently. The input tax rate on what is being charged by the developer was not very clear and now that has been clarified by saying that this has been, this will also be eligible for him to be, uh, you know, the, the land promoter can also take credit on that particular uh, input tax. As far as the maintenance, repair and uh, operation uh, MRO units are concerned, there has been um, a level playing field has been done. Domestic industry was suffering and uh, the GST on MRO services has uh, been reduced to 5% from 18%. So this would really help a lot of shipping services wherein these MRO obligations have been there. And uh, this reduction in the GST rate would really truly help them. And there are a couple of other clarifications on uh, milling and of uh, wheat or paddy into flour and uh, annuity payments are received as a deferred payment for construction of a road. And uh, construction of a rope pay will also 18%. And uh, one of the interesting uh, clarifications given is that uh, to clarify that the services supplied by the government to its undertakings or PSU by way of guaranteeing loans taken by such entity from the banks is exempt from GST. So because a guarantee is given by the government to its uh, public sector undertakings, that has been exempted from GST, specifically by way of a notification. Again, this is coming in because of an interpretation in the law which was saying that it is probably chargeable to GST because this is strictly speaking not interest as such. So it's not a transaction and money also. Uh, many of these uh, notification and um, returns compliance related uh, details will be explained by my colleagues Renuka and Shashank in a separate uh, podcast because those details are pretty detailed. So they would probably going through it, uh, go through it on a and give it in the form of a chart or give it in the form of a presentation so that we understand those dates there. 
so that would uh, be done by them on a separate uh, podcast. We can look forward to that podcast also very, very keenly. Uh, as far as the trade facilitation is concerned, they have again got into a lot of nitty gritty in announcing different, different dates, different, different reductions in the rates of uh, late fees or the amount of late fee paid. Now, at a very broad level, we do not really understand why so much of uh, nitpicking is required on these dates because of the fact that uh, on, an, or a, on a very overall basis, if you look at it, it appears that they are actually missing the forest for the trees here because of the fact that they are really sweating the small stuff on these things. If you look at the individual provisions, which Shashank and Renuka will probably explain in greater detail, you can see that there has been a reduction in the late fee for those people who have not filed their returns, those taxpayers who have not filed their returns, there's a reduction in the late fee, 500 rupees, 1000 rupees, depending upon uh, category of taxpayers. And under the condition that this return is uh, filed before this date, which the GST, which the authorities seem to be loving a lot. They really seem to be loving this date of 31st of August a lot. So you'll have to file the return before 31st of um, August 2021. So in case that is done per return, your uh, late fee can be reduced by 500 rupees or 1000 rupees. There is no exemption from the late fee. There is only a reduction in the rate of the late fee. Similarly, for other taxpayers, there have been uh, there has been a change in the late fee for uh, small uh, taxpayers depending on whether how much of turnover is there and even uh, some late fee exemption for GSTR4 they have gone into uh, too much of detail on what is to be done uh, what how the rate fee has been reduced depending on the category of taxpayer depending on his uh, turnover month or year in which the return has been filed so those are really they've, they've gone into too much of details in that particular item right now for the present also again as I said we do not know really know why they are sweating the small stuff and looking at you know nitpicking on dates days so this really doesn't make sense to us because we know for a fact that yes taxpayers have been impacted they will not be able to file the returns is something which is uh, probably taken for granted a certain category of taxpayers will have difficulties in filing the returns so if you look at what they are saying for the March and April 2021 tax periods, they are recommending a nil rate of interest for the first 15 days from the due date of furnishing the return, reduced rate of 9% thereafter for 45 days and 35 days, 30 days from March and April 2021 respectively. This is where I think the taxpayers are really going to get a little bit frustrated with these provisions because uh, they would really have to sit down and try calculating how much of interest they would pay on which day they would pay depending on when they are filing the return. CIBIC has to and the makers of the law probably will have to understand that taxpayers are really, if you look at it from a very holistic perspective, they are not expecting such extensions of dates for compliance related measures. They are largely looking for a reduction in the tax rates. Now, if a tax rate reduction is not possible, they are looking for a 
omnibus exemption from these late fee at least for some time because they have not been able to file the return because of various reasons and covid we can't say that it's only because of lockdown or covid there could be other business issues also which has prevented them from filing the return but this is getting too much into the nitty-gritty and small stuff we are talking about all this for first 15 days and then 45 days and 30 days this is really going to take a lot of uh, calculation from the taxpayer and surprise of surprise is that these details have been changed altered so frequently that very recently even till very recently the civic website itself the uh, the, the civic uh, the gst.gov.in website itself was showing the old date for filing the return even though the returns dates were extended so this is a recommendation which the gst uh, council should really take very very seriously they should probably not worry about these sort of minute uh, administrative issues. They should worry about the bigger stuff. And one of the other recommendations which we have provided and we probably thought would probably make sense is that let the GST council, which is unable to meet on a more regular basis, let them look only at policy issues. Let there be a sub-council formed. Let there be a sub-council formed, probably consisting of not all the uh, state governments or maybe main state governments and these sub-council could probably look at meeting more frequently and then deciding on rates of tax compliance management and such measures. Because uh, if the GST council is meeting so infrequently and the agenda items become too much, we get such sort of decisions wherein you are trying to look at uh, too much of uh, nitty-gritty in terms of uh, dates of filing compliance. As I have said earlier, maybe the GST conscience should take a very holistic view of this entire thing and say that we shall not sweat the small stuff till December. Till December 2021, whatever reliefs are going to be given will stand good till December 2021. Maybe an analysis can be done later in December and then a decision taken whether a further extension is warranted, whether they have to remove the exemptions. I think these decisions can be taken by that uh, further uh, analysis which they do probably by the month of December. So I think they should really think about this. Once the group of ministers recommends that COVID-related Gujarat thing exemption, they should probably make an announcement also that these August dates, 15 days, 30 days would not work. Let all the exemptions, all the reliefs continue up to December 2021 and a decision can be taken subsequently as to what is to be done. By doing this, the GST council themselves would provide an immense relief to the taxpayers even if they do not reduce the rates of tax. This relief itself would be a large relief for them in terms of uh, getting their mind away from this late fee business and having to worry about when they are going to pay the tax returns, how much they are going to pay. And we should remember of course that the late fee is per return. So it would really uh, be a substantial amount in case returns have not been filed for a period of time. So I think they should probably take this in a more liberal manner and decide what is to be done for uh, such thing. But as I said, uh, Renuka and Shashank will provide uh, complete details on this uh, through a separate podcast. We really look forward to those because we need to know those dates. All the taxpayers need to know those dates in their um, how much uh, they have to pay and when do they have to pay and all these things would, would have to be explained in a um, very clear form. 
probably one of the most surprising decisions which has been taken by the GST Council in the 43rd meeting is that, um, and I'm saying surprising here because of the fact that uh, we knew this was coming in some way, but we did not expect an announcement like this. They have said that um, the GST Council is recommending amendments in certain provisions of the GST Act so as to make the present system of GSTR 1 and 3B as the default returning uh, filing system in, uh, in uh, GST. This is really a very interesting announcement because over the last four years, almost four years, we have seen so many recommendations for the new system of uh, uh, invoicing. GSTR 1, 2, 3, it was supposed to be a uh, different model was given there. Then we suddenly got the GSTR 2A for your input tester. Then became, I mean, 2B became 2A. A lot of these forms kept on changing. Yet, however, the fact that the GST return system of the classical model of GSTR 1, I file my GSTR 1, it becomes the counterparty's GSTR uh, 2. He can look at his credit and these automatically get populated into my GSTR 3. This has never really happened, despite many recommendations, despite many versions of this coming out, this has nearly never, really never happened. And now the council has come out and said that we are going to make GSTR 1 and 3B. Of course, we should definitely know that one of the reasons for this announcement has been the fact that the e-invoicing has taken care of the return format per se. So the e-invoicing portal is taking care of the GSTR 1, 2 and 3 to a certain extent, but yet we should not forget the fact that the e-invoicing is only a portal for e-invoices. It is not a portal for uh, filing of the returns. For example, a very recent uh, recommendation on the GST returns was the fact that we could amend our returns. And uh, we have been consistently maintaining that this is one of the uh, main issues that has blocked the GST system. In an e-invoice portal, we can only amend the e-invoice. We cannot amend the return. So courtesy this announcement of the GST Council, unfortunately the taxpayers will still not be able to amend the return because there is no feature right now for amending GSTR 1 and GSTR 3B. This in our opinion the GST Council should take a little bit more seriously and they should recommend that a limited amendment of the GSTR 1 and 3B will be permitted possibly within a particular time. They should probably give a time frame for that and permit uh, uh, amendment to be made because without an amendment it's going to be really difficult for the taxpayer to make those adjustments in the e-invoicing portal because even there the change can be only be made within 40, 24 hours. So this is a very um, significant statement coming from the JSTR Council. So we will not expect any future uh, forums of GSTR 1, 2 and 3, this is going to be made permanent, to, uh, is almost, it's an admission by the GST Council that those return formats are not really worked. The last bit of the recommendations was on GSTR 99C, not too many changes there, it goes with what has already been announced. It's optional for taxpayers for, uh, with an aggregate annual turnover of more than rupees 2 crores. But uh, for those who are above 5 crores of rupees, they will have to file the GSTR 9C. And we are assuming that in that particular case, it's not going to be a self-certification. It will probably be a uh, reconciliation done by a chartered accountant. But we are waiting for the official notification to come to clarify that. As far as the between 2 crores and 5 crores are concerned, it is going to go on a self-certification basis. 
the taxpayer himself would certify the GSTR 9C and this would be filed. So these were the major recommendations which were made by the GST Council. Overall, uh, as we have also mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, there was limited time to discuss many of the issues there, but the COVID-related item was also settled not completely because of the outsourcing of one portion of to the group of ministers. We will definitely have to await for their uh, inputs on the COVID-related imports for individuals. And uh, the other relief measures, as we have seen, are uh, many of them are ameliorative in nature. So expected, definitely welcome. But um, as we have maintained, I do not think uh, we should look at such minute details at the GS, especially considering the times we are in now. We should not look at such minute details to give relief to the taxpayer. I think a, a, a rather broader view has to be taken. And uh, the benefits of uh, these reliefs and relaxations would have to be given omnibus exemption across the board without choosing the category of taxpayers who are going to be benefited by this. Now, there is no obvious announcement about the next meeting of the GST Council. So we would probably expect that um, once the group of ministers give that um, recommendation for the rate relief on individual items, uh, maybe they would probably meet quickly or video conferencing or something and make an official announcement. We do not know as of uh, today when that would probably happen. It'll, it should happen immediately after 8th. So maybe it should happen immediately after the 8th or 9th of uh, June. We can expect, as, as we have maintained earlier, we can expect a similar relief. But um, in the same breath, we should also say that between today and the 9th of uh, June, a lot of equipments which have come, which have a lot of equipments which have come in, which are already there at the customs authorities, which are being released by the courier agencies. All these equipment will suffer IGST because of the fact that there is no clear guidance given in the notification. Till yesterday, we could have probably taken relief under the Delhi High Court judgment. Even there, it would have been difficult for the once the uh, courier agency has cleared it. It would have been very difficult for the uh, individual to get a relief. But in a few custom stations, we could have probably taken benefit of the Delhi High Court decision. But now that this has been referred to the GOM, even that may probably not be possible because the CIVIC is probably going to say and the customs officer is probably going to say that we shall await the decision of the, of the government and an official notification from the group of ministers or the CIVIC will come. Only then can they probably provide a complete relief for this particular type of import by individuals. So there is going to be a negative impact of this on the people who have already uh, waited or imported uh, these equipment are awaiting release by the customs authorities or by the courier agencies. IGST would have to be paid. We should also not forget the fact that many of these individuals may not be having a GST registration because they could be employed, they could be on their own businesses, but not a GST registered business. So the GST which they have paid will really not come back to them in the form of a refund or in the form of even taking credit on you know, any other basis. They will not get the relief of this uh, GST also. It's basically a cash outflow to them, which in the present uh, circumstance could possibly be a 
impact or this is going to impact their cash flows obviously negatively also. So I think um, that's a pain point which many of these individuals who are awaiting such releases would probably have to go through. So these are the recommendations which uh, we have discussed in brief about uh, the 43rd meeting of the GST Council. Uh, as I have mentioned earlier, we look forward to Shashank and Renuka giving that presentation or their podcast on the individual dates, which we have to note very carefully now because there are some dates for past periods, there are some dates for April and May uh, periods, and it depends upon when the return of income is uh, return, uh, GST return also is being filed. So a lot of uh, these things will have to be considered while uh, we are filing our returns. Because of the fact that many of us are working from home today, it is a fact that we would expect a certain relief in the dates of filing the returns because uh, a lot of coordination is required in terms of getting data, inputs, what is to be done for the ITC credit. So what was typically happening in a normal office atmosphere is not there. We don't have the benefit for that of that. So it would appear that this... Uh, sort of date extension is welcome but as i said earlier also the too much of a nitpicking on those details would probably have to uh, be eliminated because any amount today paid as late fee is going to be a cost to the taxpayer and he really would not want to incur such late fees but circumstances may force him to incur such late fees because of the fact that he is not in the normal situation but uh, we will have to probably bear it as a cost in the business until and uh, unless the gst council changes their mind reverses their decision and exempts it completely uh, no late fee is charged at least for the current returns past returns we can understand at least for the current returns so uh, this is what we thought we should discuss about the recommendations of the gst council and we